welcome to Women in Customer Success podcast, the first women-only podcast where remarkable ladies of customer success share their stories and practical tools to help you succeed and make an impact. I'm Maria Skobepile, your host, and this is episode 40. Today I'm talking to Charlie Harvey, a vice president of international customer success at Zappi. We started with Charlie's career journey and a transition from making physical products to the world of tech and customer success. You will hear how that journey and transition was for her. Also, we talk about communicating the value of your product to the customers. What is the best way to do it? How do you know the customers are actually receiving the value? And how to address your customers' needs and the needs they are not even aware they have yet. So, let's tune in. I'm very excited today to talk to Charlie Harvey, VP of International Customer Success at Zappi and one of 10 customer success leaders to watch in 2021 by Turn Zero. Hey, Charlie, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Charlie, would you like to tell us a bit about your background and how did you come into customer success? If I'm completely honest, by chance. <laughs> uh, <That's> <laughs> I think it is. It was not something that I was ever aware of, actually, in the early days. So I wasn't sure what I wanted to do when I was at uni or even post-uni. And I really fell into a grad program for this marketing communications company. And it was focus on direct mail, which again was something I had no clue that there was this entire industry that existed. So for me, it was a brilliant insight into a completely new industry. It gave me the exposure to actually see something physical being made and being able to understand what goes into something and the you know the timing and all of the different resources that are involved. So really being able to build up that empathy behind the scenes to understand what it takes to actually deliver something to a customer. And after a couple of years of doing that, I got closer and closer to the customer and wanted to really feel that I was understanding what it was that they require and being able to hopefully you get closer to them, being on site with them. And I had that opportunity by moving to a company where They actually have satellite teams on sites with our customers. So I got that exposure working with huge global CPG and alcohol brands. I was procuring marketing materials, point of sale, merchandise, packaging, having all of this exposure to lots of different physical products that I could be working on and designing with those customers. But then if I'm completely honest... Brexit happened in 2016. And I don't know how often we talk about Brexit these days, but it really gave me the opportunity to reevaluate what it was that I really enjoyed in my work and take on a new challenge. And it was then that customer success was something that came to me. I, through my LinkedIn network, met a company who were looking to be acquired and it was a pure SaaS platform. And for me, that was a completely new industry to get involved in and trying to find ways to take their customers. And they had amazing customers of all different verticals, different sizes. 
and take those customers on that journey to understand we are looking to be acquired. We're looking to retain you to deliver additional value by being acquired and having additional resources and being able to build a customer success team from scratch. So for me, that was a fantastic new challenge. So something great came off the back of Brexit because it really did push me to take that challenge. I really love how you said it. Brexit happened and you simply wanted to reevaluate your values and what you wanted to do. And it happened through LinkedIn. You came to know about a company. Tell me, what was it that you found out at a glance that really attracted you to start thinking about that whole realm of customer success if you were not exposed to it previously? It just seems a match made in heaven, but there was some particular things that really, really resonated with you at that moment. Customer success wasn't a term that was often used outside of SaaS and tech. So it was a very new term for me. And exploring that and seeing, actually, it's all the things I really enjoy. It's all the things, the tangible skills that I've built up over the number of years working on client site and feeling that I could really add something here because it was relatively new. It's a really nice balance between sales, marketing, product, finance, legal, you are almost at the heart. I know a lot of businesses will say HR is at the heart of the company, but from a customer perspective, customer success is where you have that voice. And reading about the voice of the customer, for me, really resonated. And doing it within tech in such a growing, exciting, ever-changing industry, that for me just was that was mind-blowing. So it was something I really wanted to jump at. So not only being able to take on a new challenge by being that voice of the customer and really putting that strategy into place, but building that relationship with those customers on a completely new tool. Tech for me was new. I was so used to creating and producing physical products that could go in stores. Um, So that was a brilliant new experience. That's phenomenal transition. So because you were not used to tech, how did you learn it all? I just really wonder what were the strategies that you implemented to accelerate that whole entrance to the tech? So it wasn't only entering customer success world, but also the world of tech. Was that correct? Yes. Wow. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. I like a challenge. (laughs) So you're right. It was something that I had to be very mindful of because the business was looking for change quickly. And ideally, to in tech, things don't stand still for long. So it was a case of really hitting the ground running. I was mindful to not get bogged down in understanding everything about the tech platform, but to really understand the different use cases of our customers and what value they extract from the platform. Because ultimately, the first thing that I needed to look at was, are they getting the value that we think they're getting? And if there is a miscommunication there, or there's a gap, that's something that customer success is responsible for bridging and putting in place different processes and initiatives to ensure that those customers were able to extract that value, to understand what it is that we do, as well as how our other teams can really help us in that journey, looking at support, support touch our customers every day. It's really important that we're all very aligned in our way of communicating to our customers. Marketing, 
communicate on a daily basis. So again, it's bridging that gap between perception of value and that reality, not just for our customers, but also then for our prospects. That's really such a nice journey or the entrance into the world of tech. And would you like to tell us what is it that you're doing at the moment at Zappi? I am responsible for the customer success team within the international territory, so EMEA and APAC. I was extremely fortunate to be hired. I've been on two journeys now with pure SaaS companies, one of which was a workflow management company, and the other focused on a HR platform, really around talent management. So brilliant from uh, learning new verticals. And Zappi is, is no different. It's quantitative market research. It's something that I don't have prior experience in. And I know a lot of businesses looking for people who have the industry experience. There's a lot less risk. You usually understand more about what the customer's needs are. And so my boss, Julio Franco, took a real gamble on me, I'll say. And it was more about the experience and the tangible skills that I could bring from having gone through such a major acquisition of our tech platform and also working across lots of different territories, understanding culturally those challenges that you have with different customers. A customer is based in the US. I think I can be quite candid and say there is a very different user experience and communication method with American customers and users than there is with Europeans and those in APAC. Charlie, as you started talking about the cultural differences of working with the customers and in essence, delivering customer success methodology to the customers. I have certainly seen how organizations that are global tend to have global approach, but we know how in Europe it is different from different languages and cultures on the small territories that we are faced every day to just the way that people communicate. It is different. So I would like to hear from you. What are the main differences that you are seeing in working with international customers and working with North American customers and in the whole customer success approach? It's a massive talking point. I think it's something that gets often overlooked in businesses that have global customers. Typically, there's a product or a service where we are thinking about how we're communicating it, but we're really only thinking about one territory. Our business is predominantly based in the UK, but a majority of our revenue is driven from the US. And a lot of our communications are what I would think culturally possibly quite American. And by that, I mean, we are quite happy to self-promote, to be very positive, always talking about the great things. And actually, culturally, having worked in, with my team who have customers in EMEA and APAC, seeing the challenges that we have over here, if we receive positive feedback, it's quite rare. I think on the whole, we're very used to receiving constructive feedback. I think we become very conservative in how we want to promote the product and therefore I've touched on this a number of times in different demos and interviews that I've done, but there's a TED talk that Simon Sinek did years ago where he talks about people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And I think it's really important that as a global business, you address that there are cultural differences and that perhaps there is a need to be more conservative in the way that you approach how you are promoting your product or your service and addressing that also businesses geographically have different challenges. And I'm very, very fortunate to work at Zappi, where 
as a business, we are extremely passionate about the customer experience, but being flexible to that customer. And that customer might be the same brand, but is based in different territories. And therefore, their challenges and their objectives and their needs and the value that they perceive from us can be very different. And we need to be flexible to that. How do you go about that translating the value of the product to your customers? Do you have any particular strategies that you would like to share? Yes, I do. First and foremost, it's important not to be a bulldozer. I say this in management style, and I also say this when working with customers. I think that in order to really be able to identify where you can add that value for a customer, you need to really be able to have a set number of tangible skills. And those include active listening, empathy, being able to translate what it is that somebody is saying into how you can then deliver that value. And all of those things really only work if you then are able to work cross-functionally within your business. Our role within customer success is to be that voice of the customer. And it's to ensure that the business is able to understand what it is that they can do to help drive that value and making sure that we are able to scale it and we're also able to prioritize it in the right way. So together, we work very closely with product in our business. And it's something that I don't think anyone can ever get close enough to product. It's an initiative that we are very, very focused on this year. And that's because as a business, we have a fantastic product. We deliver something brilliant to our customers But unless we're communicating it and we're understanding what that value needs to look like from our customers, there's going to be a gap. And unfortunately, a lot of the time, either a competitor or a consultancy or something else will come in and they will bridge that gap. And then over time, you will see that either you will see churn or you will see that revenue decline. And you will also start to see a reduction in the engagement. And I think all of those things are real you know, sirens that need to go off that make you need to address how can we work better cross-functionally to be able to deliver that value to our customers. Another thing is, I like the idea of uh, product amphitheaters. It's something that we've done in the last few companies that I've worked in. Products are already brilliant at communicating within their own teams. They know the product inside out. They know what it is that they want to do. But the biggest challenge as a business is how do you translate that to the customer? And that's where customer success need to be able to take that feedback from the customer. They need to be able to take that feedback and that learning from the product team. And they need to be able to communicate that effectively to our customers. What do you mean by really translating the customer's need to the product and the value that they are getting to the product? So how do you practically go about it? I wonder what are the things that you would be suggesting to your teams and any tips of how do you even know at the end of the day how successful you were in translating that value? I would really like to hear it. It just seems that you're working a lot on it. So any lessons that you can tell us would be really valuable for everyone. Yes, it is something that we are really focused on at the moment. It isn't something that's been driven because of something negative. It's us understanding that this is a fantastic and opportune way to get closer to our customers. Rather than us pushing a product or us identifying what it is that you know, where we think there might be gaps in the product, 
the role of customer success is to understand, as I say, that active listening and that empathy, understand where those gaps might be in the customer's objectives or their requirements, things that they don't know. I would say people don't know what you don't know. And if they are trying to communicate a challenge that they've currently got or there's a requirement they have, it's our responsibility and our objective to try to translate that into something we can deliver back to them. It might not always be the case. They might need something that sits outside of our capabilities, in which case we do need to be able to prioritize what things we're working on in terms of resource and timings and cost. But if there is something that we can deliver to them, we need to work out how best to promote that and allow them to extract that value. Because I think today we often produce something, we're so close to it, we are so passionate, we've just done this amazing amount of work, we've got this new tool within our suite. But unless it's really going to address that customer's need, and unless we can communicate it in a way that that customer is able to understand how they can extract that value, then it will fall flat. And that's a big task of sales. And I think CS are able to really help impact the success of sales by being that bridging gap between what is it that our customers and our prospects need and how does the product actually deliver that. I know when I go to buy a new app, for example, I don't want that app company to just say it does this. I want it to just address that need that I currently have. And if they aren't communicating that to me, I'll probably go elsewhere. As I said, there's product amphitheaters. There is, of course, that need to get very close to the customer. And we do that in a number of ways. We have customer business reviews. I know some businesses call them quarterly business reviews, but I think it's important that we acknowledge what cadence looks like from a customer side because they're very busy. They've often got a lot of other vendors They've got multiple tech stacks. So it's important that we adapt to what their availability is. In those customer business reviews, that's our opportunity to be able to take that feedback, positive and constructive, and take that back to the business into actionable results that we can then deliver back. But always being mindful that we are creating something that hopefully is scalable and is always going to be pioneering and something that allow us to communicate those different use cases and as a business we're creating a lot of flexible content at the moment we're creating capabilities in our platform that are going to be customized for that customer's need which is fantastic as a business as an industry that is exactly where tech is moving to but how do you communicate that effectively because essentially every customer will be receiving value in a different way and it's important that you are able to communicate that and not pigeonhole your capabilities or your successes to only those few examples, because somebody else will be able to take value in a different way. That is, again, the role of, in my eyes, the role of customer success is being able to bridge that gap between perception of value and that reality. I like how you're focused on communicating it all to the customers. How do you know how the communication has been received? Do you practically just ask customers when you talk to them? Do you survey them? How do you know how that message landed with them? Million dollar question, isn't it? (laughs) Because I think as tech companies, it is very hard. A lot of the time, businesses are very busy. Customers 
don't have that time to necessarily engage with us on a frequent basis to be able to say what's working well, what's not working well. So we are looking at how we can create a health score. I know there are many different metrics that you can use for health scores. As I say, being able to actually obtain that feedback from the customer direct is a fantastic way. If that's not available, are there options on platform where you are able to make it quick and easy for a customer to be able to engage with you and give you that feedback? It might be a customer effort score, might be your little pop-ups, it might be a case of sending out pulses and being able to understand some of those qualitative aspects of their feedback and the value that they're extracting, as well as some of the quantitative ones. So, you know, for example, are they paying their invoices on time? Are they spending more with us? Those things are great, but they aren't the things that are necessarily going to tell us if that customer is having a, a truly positive experience or is actually extracting the value that we think they are extracting from our platform. Ali, what's the thing that you enjoy the most in your role? I could be here all day talking about this. <laughs> I really am very, very lucky to have the experiences that I have and work in a company like Zappi. But if I'm honest, I think previously I would have said that I took a lot of satisfaction from physically making something. When I was in purchasing before, it was knowing that I could walk into a supermarket and see a floor standing unit that had the products on it and being able to say, you know, I, I helped design that, I helped create that, I know exactly what went into that. And I think today it's evolved because I've been able to get closer and closer to the customer. I've been able to understand and, and really hear you know, firsthand what it is that our customers need and being able to translate that for me into something where we can deliver that value and hopefully get that positive engagement and feedback from them, whether it's through effective KPI management or actually having those touch points. For me, it's getting closer to the customer. Everything that our business does gives me that flexibility, that exposure and that opportunity to do that. And I think that is where we can then add some serious value. It seems that you have done so much different learnings in your career from working with physical product to entering the tech world, entering customer success. When you think about your career and your success, what is the best way that you learn? It's a very good point. I think often we get bogged down in doing the day-to-day -day work and don't take those moments to step away and reflect and acknowledge what things we've learned from either positive or negative experience. I've had fantastic mentors. I've had fantastic bosses. I have a remarkable husband who has an incredibly busy job who always, always helps me to just think if you step away, if you really have that opportunity to reflect. I'm a person that loves lists. I'm very overly organized. And I think that's possibly where I get a lot of my comforts from in work, being able to prepare for things. And I think being able to have that opportunity to just check in with yourself and say, these are the things that I've able to take away from that. This is where I feel I could have done better. And being humble. You may think that something has gone very well or that you've communicated something in a way that you think 
uh, customer is going to understand it. And actually, sometimes that can fall flat and that can be quite disappointing or disheartening. And I just think there's always an opportunity to be able to improve. Everybody that I've worked with so far in customer success, as long as you have that empathy for the customer, you have that passion to always be looking for some way to improve either yourself, your company's values, your customers' values. I think that it's always going to be self-learning. You'll always be on a journey to improving. I don't think anyone in customer success can ever stand still. Charlie, I think that you have done a remarkable career from moving from physical products to tech world, to a whole new industry, getting to, as some would describe, to the top level of the leadership in the organization. What are your key takeaways from it? Thank you for that. <laughs> That's very flattering. I think a key takeaway for me is that I think as a business, it's a very easy trap to fall into believing that your product can address the needs of every customer uh, and that the product in itself will sell. I think it's the job and the responsibility of all of us in customer success to really bridge that gap between that perception of value and reality. And as I mentioned earlier, I have an intellectual crush on Simon Sinek and he makes the point around the goal is not to do business with everyone who needs what you have. The goal is to do business with people who believe what you believe. And I think that within customer success, if we can communicate the value more effectively, then we will be more successful, not just us as a business, but our customers. Oh, I love that quote that you just gave us. Thank you for that. And what would be your advice for aspiring leaders in customer success? Stay passionate, listen. If there is something that somebody is trying to communicate, they might not necessarily know what it is that they need or how they need it. And it's our responsibility to be able to identify that. So I think if you're really looking to step into something, that is a brilliant tangible skill to build on. I think there's lots of ways that you can go about that through training, through shadowing, through working cross-functionally and just seeing how different teams have that skill. And also don't be afraid of a challenge. I think just because you are working in a particular industry doesn't mean that you can't move industries. That was something that I was always very nervous of, that, well, I'm not going to get hired for a market research role because I don't have market research experience. Well, actually, there's a lot of other skills that you can bring to the table that can actually deliver even more value to that business. So really put yourself out there. And like I did after the summer of Brexit, take that leap. I think there's always an opportunity to be able to have new experiences. So I would really recommend putting yourself out there because just a fantastic experience, whether it happens and it works well, or you take away learnings and you go back to something you're more comfortable with, but you'll never know unless you take that risk. That is such a wonderful advice, Charlie. Thanks so much for sharing it. I think this is a beautiful ending of the episode. Amazing advice. I love it. I have done it. I will surely do it many times in my life. Just doing different things, try it out. There is so much fun in it and you always learn a ton from it. It was such a pleasure talking to you today. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for listening. Next week, I'm talking to Emily Garza. 
Area Vice President of Customer Success at Fastly. If you liked today's episode, write a review on Apple Podcasts so others can find it easily. Subscribe now so you don't miss out of the following episodes. Have a great day and talk to you soon.